Hello, and uh, thank you for joining the uh, Almost Canadian Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Parker Warner. Uh, With me, once again, is Mr. Justin Levine. Thank you, Justin, for being on. How are you? Not too bad, how are you? I'm I'm fantastic. The Minnesota Wild are making a comeback, my guy. It's just it's just the greatest thing. Um, yeah, I was all all hope was lost. It's three to one, three to one, and I've lost hope. And then they beat they beat the Knights in game in game six, and and uh, yeah, in game five, and then it's game six. And then they, oh boy, three to zero victory for the Wild. It was wonderful. Um, nothing happened for the first thirty minutes, um, but then it, uh, then stuff, then stuff started happening. It was great. Um, Hartman scored, um, and then um, Vegas challenged that because they, because. Um, no, sorry, sir. Hartman scored. That was fine. And then, like a minute later, or, you know, not too long later, Vegas scored. Um, they almost. <laughs> it was it was an interference call. Vegas thought they had scored. The officials called it a no goal. And then, Vegas challenged the no goal. It was confirmed that it was a no goal. Then Minnesota went on the power play and got their first power play goal of the series, making it two to zero. And then a little while later, Fiala, no, Bukesag at this gets this great breakaway and just he breaks uh, he, he breaks Flurry's ankles and gets gets the third one and then boom, now now we're now we're game seven. A wonderful thing. There's never enough game seven action. There's never enough uh, good overtime action because we've seen about somewhere close to 10 overtime since the playoffs started. Yeah, 13. So over 10. Um, You know, we're loving every minute of it. Um, That is playoff hockey if I've ever seen it. Yeah, I I didn't know it was 13 until that second, until the the second intermission. and I, th- I thought that was really surprising. Just thirteen of them, like wow. I mean, three of them, three of them came from the Jets and Oilers, and you know the Jets moved on the other night. Um, but yeah, that was yeah, that's that's fun. The Wild put it together, and then I would also like to point out because um, the other night they yeah they crapped the bed and they got there was it was 40 shots to 14 shots um in favor of vegas but if we look at game six right um shutout of course um talbot with the shutout uh minnesota 24 shots vegas 23 shots so the wild defense was, um, you know, they were on it more, um, but not like faceoff percentage fairly even, fifty six to forty four percent. But yeah, uh, very physical. Um, as overall, uh, I think it was like 
eight hits, eight hits to one hit in the second period uh, in favor of the Wild. So that's – and uh, Felino literally hit uh, – I don't remember who he hit. He, he literally hit somebody through the glass, um, you know, like the saying, but he literally – glass broke. And they so say, yeah, that was, that was pretty fun to watch. They had to – to fix the fix the uh, glass. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um, Ain't playoff hockey if something like that doesn't happen, am I right? White cloud. Yeah. Oh, well, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, Felino hit white cloud through the through the glass. Um, it, it didn't shatter though. It just like popped out. So I don't know if they like popped it back in or if they got to do paint of glass or what they did, but. Um, but yeah, love it when glass breaks. It's always fun. Um, but yeah, I thought, uh, you know, I thought tonight was a really good example of like what the wild can be. Um, and just, you know, the fourth line, I know we've been talking a lot and I, you know, I talk about, about this with my buddies is how we just have the best fourth line in hockey, you know, next to your Canadians, um, you know, the Wild have just the best third and fourth line in hockey, and um, they really showed. And like we said, like we've said countless times, um, you know, you need all four, all four lines to do well to succeed in the playoffs. It's true. You have to play a full 60 minutes and your lines have to be perfect. If they're not perfect, if you're not perfect for even one minute, if you, 59 minutes will not cut it, you need a full 60 minutes. You need full rotating lines that are working and that, you know, can stick it together a whole game. Because if you lose momentum, if you cannot be playoff caliber, you will fall out. That is inevitable, especially we're seeing it in the competitive action that has been going on, hence the 13 overtimes the last week and a bit. Right, right. And um, I know, like, <laughs> I texted my uncle, like, yeah, Fiala, you know, I was all excited. And um, he's like, no, I'm, I don't even want to watch the rest of this game because the Wilds are going to screw it up somehow. And because, you know, we had like eight, I don't remember how long we had, we had like 10 minutes left. And yeah, it was just like, uh, I didn't, I, I was, I, I, I totally understood it. Like there, there's no such thing as insurance goals in hockey. I mean, <laughs> yeah, see, just, it's, uh, yeah, they, they just don't exist. And um, I mean, Bukestad got that third one and I was a little a little better I guess but uh but no there's a two goal lead is nothing a two goal lead is nothing a two goal lead can be lost in minutes if you don't play your cards right not only can it be lost in minutes but you can trail and buy a significant number so that just tells you how good the hockey has been thus far and how much better it's going to get as we approach the second round with two teams advancing tonight. Yeah. Um, 
Tampa beats they sh- Tampa shut out Spencer Knight and the and the Panthers at home. Um, Rob Gronkowski, tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was there hyping up the crowd. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, you know, Super Bowl champion tight end. Um, but yeah, four to zero, Lightning beat the Panthers. Um, yeah, point. There's I, as much as I like Spencer Knight, I have to give props to spent to um, Braden Point for his like gorgeous little dangle that he did in front of in front of Spencer Knight, and he just kind of sent it sent it in um, because you know it's Point. I mean, it. I'm just the transition between like the leadership on that team. Like, it, it, is it still Steven Stamp Stamkos's team? Absolutely. But when Stamkos retires, you know everything is going to be like this that is Braden points team you know what i mean um well like I it, mean, it's going to circulate to kucherov first by how long that lasts before we hit the Braden point era that's up for grabs well so i i do agree with you i do think kucherov is a giant part of that team but i just think point is such a strong leader I think Point's leadership ability is what's going to give you know Point that captain. I think I think I think Braden Point is the next captain of the Tampa Bay Lightning. That is my hot take. I think that's completely fine. Again, because it's not just your hockey performance that gives you a title like that. You have to be a role model kind of individual who leads uh, with integrity and who leads with grit. And Braden Point. You're not wrong. He is that player. So it's very possible that, you know, we look to the future, that he is that, you know, key cog, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, uh, that Tampa Bay surrounds itself with. But in the immediate future, um, I don't know. I'm reluctant because I do think that uh, they're going to circulate around the offensive star that is Kudrov. But again, it's not just about your play. Like I said, it's about being that as a person as well. So that could give point the upper hand. We'll see my, um, I think it's the leadership ability because you look at, look at the Minnesota wild and look at the Vegas golden Knights, right. Um, who, who are their captains, right. Stone and Spurgeon, you know, cause Spurgeon has that leadership ability. Is he like, Number one on the score sheet? No, he's a defenseman. Um, is Mark Stone is number one on, on the score sheet? Yes, but is he also a terrific leader? Yes. You know that's why Stone got that got that job. You know, I mean, could you give it to Marcia? So could you could you give it to Reeves? Could you give it to? player C um <laughs> yes um but you know went to stone because you know he has he has that leadership ability and then same thing with Spurgeon you know he has that leadership ability and and don't um, forget that Mark Stone had that experience in the Ottawa Senators who gave him his real start in you know not only taking a bigger role on the ice but doing it in the locker room and he's brought that to Florida and he's not only brought it with him, he's enhanced it. So there's that. Right. Right. 
Uh, but no, you look at like the Senators roster in like 2017 or 2018. It's 2016. I don't remember. Uh, that was just full of bangers. I mean, like you look at that roster and like all these players like have gone off to, to different teams. Um, Zabanajad, um, the 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 kid from the kid in Detroit, um, blanking on his name. That kid from Detroit that used to play for Ottawa, he's fantastic. Um, he now I'm upset. I can't think of his name. Um, I will say that while you go finding that name, that Ottawa has been through an interesting journey because, like you mentioned, they were at a strong point around the 16, 17, 17, 18 round. And then ownership, you know, does what ownership does. And Eugene Melnick is um, not the brightest face when you think of NHL ownership. He kind of, you know, tore apart the organization. Now they're kind of rebuilding again. So I'll give him kudos for working with the staff to get it right. And not, o- not only on the ice, but in the front office. Um, so they are in a reshaping phase. And, you know, you have to start somewhere. So they brought in Matt Murray, who, after being excellent with Pittsburgh, fell off the rails. Um, they they made a couple of trades between, uh, I think it was Tampa Bay and possibly Columbus uh, over the last year. So they're retooling. They're getting there. Um, so I will say the one thing that's impressed me is Ottawa's fight back to get to where they were. Yeah, and that player I was thinking of was Bobby Ryan. Um, I He really lit it up in... Detroit um and forever missed there uh where he lived he lived his his life as a natural leader um as a veteran who everyone respected whether you were a fan whether you were a player whether you were uh an executive of sorts uh Detroit got a good on in him okay so I would just like to read off some of these players on the 2017 roster so of Ottawa. Um, you've got Mark Stone, Eric Carlson, Mike Hoffman, Matt Duchesne, Ryan Zingle, Derek Brassard, Bobby Ryan, JG uh, Peugeot, and Thomas Jabot. Those are the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine like significant players on that team. And then you could obviously say at the center of that. Let's not forget his uh, incredibly tasteful offensive abilities. Right. Um, you also got you know. Oh, nope. That's not that's not the same guy. I thought that was, that thought that was Punjarvi for uh, Edmonton, but that's not. It's Pat Padjarvi. It's it's a different guy. Um, no, you got Johnny Oduya, and then the absolute legend. That is Marion Gabrick, future Hall of Famer, um, and others. <laughs> but no, it's just God. What a what a freaking roster that is. I'm just, I'm just. Uh, that's that that that's a that is a Stanley Cup roster, and then I think. 2016, they had um, Mika's advantage ad, so add him to the list. But um, no, it just it's crazy, like what 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 a change of scenery can do for a player. Um, just look at 
Mr. Jacob Rana. I mean, I think he um, kind of became the became the, uh, the star of that team. You know, I mean, he's just so he's just so good. He's just uh, so good. I think we all expected that because, quite frankly, a player of his stature wasn't going to lose his rhythm, wasn't going to lose his standing, and he hasn't. Truthfully, he hasn't. He's been just as good, if not better. Right. I um, not playoffs. Detroit Red Wings playoff statistics, no statistics. Um, the Detroit Red Wings. Vrana. How many? Let's see how many goals did Rana get? Rana eight goals. So with Detroit, um, he literally he just he just came over at the trade deadline, on the trade deadline, and he just lit it up. I mean he, it's ridiculous. Eight goals in like, um. Eight freaking goals in uh, like two months. Absolutely insane. Um, I wonder if this is. I'm also trying to look at see Washington. Washington. Um, get stats. Vrana, yeah. See, eleven, eleven goals with Washington. You know, so hey, so total 19 goals a season for Rana. Um, and if he had hypothetically, if he had stayed on the Capitals, then that would have been third best on the Capitals. Um, no, it's just again, what a change of scenery can do for a guy. You know, it's uh, you can kind of say that for. Pierre-Luc Dubois, I don't think he's had this season that everyone really thought he was going to have, but you also got to account for, like, the Jets, um, just the Jets' depth and how good all those players are. But you can say it for, um, oh, uh, Sam Bennett, right? Bennett had two goals in, like, however many, like 20, 27 games before the trade deadline. And then he had – well, he had two goals before the trade deadline. That's my point. And then uh, he goes to Florida, and he has two goals in two games. So, boom, just changes – what a change of scenery can, can, can do for a fella. Oh, absolutely. And I'll take it from the Canadian point of view because that's really all I've had to work with this year. And Tyler Toffoli could use the light up no matter where he is as he moved from Vancouver onwards to Montreal in a long-term deal. Same with Josh Anderson, who had reconstructive surgery, um, was with Columbus at the time, uh, was traded from Columbus. I believe that was the Max Domi deal. And I was, I, along with Tabs Nation, was very, very concerned. Turns out we had nothing to be concerned about because uh, for first half, lived up. Second half, slipped a little bit, but... Point being, change of scenery um, sometimes does miracles, and uh, quite honestly, we're seeing that. So uh, Taylor Hall, Boston, another example. Right, right. Like I know, um, I know. I saw that uh, you know watching Toffoli and Josh Anderson play for the Canadians, and you know just doing things for the Canadians, doing you know just these great, these great things, um, and it's just just like ah, you know, just like 
uh, change the scenery. Um, so yeah, it'll be really interesting to see like what I will let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but you know, with free agency, um, you know, it'll definitely be interesting how free agency works into the mix, especially for a lot of teams, for a lot of these teams that like either have it put together, but they didn't make a playoff run or, um, you know, for, for these, like, you know, teams that almost made the playoffs, like the Rangers and the Devils and the, um, you know, stars and, you know, all these like teams that have a lot of potential. And um, I would say the, the wild, but I feel like they never do anything um, in the trade deadline or in free agency, but maybe with Bill Guerin, it'll be different. I'm not, not a hundred percent sure, but um, I don't know. What do you, what are you thinking in terms of like free agency who like, who's the biggest name to go for Montreal? You know what? I hadn't actually gone there in my mind yet, so I'm gonna sit on that a little bit longer, if you don't mind. Yeah, fair. You just you just you just keep that. Um, just keep thinking of it. Um, well, on a you know, get me to game six mode. So you know, once we are officially exit the season, which looks like it's ever impending on tomorrow's game, we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. Um. I don't know. I just, I don't know what the wild need. Like if it's so tough because I feel like they're all so that's the trouble with having such good depth. Um, God, I don't know. We need like an enforcer. Minnesota needs a proper enforcer. Now, can you argue that that was Matt Dumba? Kind of. Um, but not really like you need a guy like Darnell nurse, you know, to protect McDavid. Um, you know, you need your James Neal, you need your, you know, these guys that'll just, just, you know, sock it to you. Um, Ryan Reeves, you know, Ryan Reeves is another good example. How can Mark's, how is Mark stone so good? Cause he's got Ryan Reeves right next to him. Um, so it'll be um, it'll be interesting. Oh, what else did I see the other night? Spurgeon trying to fight Ryan Reeves when no, no, no. Spurgeon tried to hit Ryan Reeves, and Ryan Reeves has like thirty pounds on him. That was hilarious. Like Spurgeon, the five foot eight fellow that he is, goes in to hit you know this monster of Ryan Reeves, and Spurgeon just he sits just gets ass to the ice <laughs> uh right away i thought that was kind of that's kind of funny it's funny when those like little guys try to try to fight those big guys or hit those big guys because you know it's 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 little guys it's gonna it's gonna get taken down it's uh that's always fun but no i think if, if minnesota can sign like a solid enforcer for you know, three, four years, you know, get them a long-term deal or longish deal instead of like a one year. Uh, I think that's what's going to, I think that's what, what they're going to do. Cause I think, I think Minnesota is a win now team. They never really went into full rebuild mode. And then they did like a bunch of stuff during last year's off season. And then they brought Benino in. They lost Luke Cunning. They lost Ryan Donato. They lost Devin Dubnik. 
Um, you know, they brought in Bukestad. They brought in um, – yeah, there's another guy I'm thinking of. Uh, you know Bukestad. They brought in others, and, um, you know, they just they – just, uh, are building this team and it's they're kind of a win now team and like i said they haven't really gone to full rebuild um it's i i don't know what the future holds for minnesota and it's like a little upsetting it's not upsetting it's a little like unnerving it's like i either like want to go into full rebuild or i just i just want to know you know i like what is in bill garen's mind I just don't uh nah, I don't know. I mean, I always think about it from this angle because much like you, I wonder what's going through the head of Mark Bergevin, the head of John Manager sometimes, someone who is known for um in some cases making the impossible happen, in some cases making the literal impossible happen even if we don't want it to um and sometimes moves that no one agrees with and um i'll say the trade deadline for me was the kicker on that and uh things that i still think were not good most of this day but um you know i don't have Bradshaw's numbers so i can call him up or anything though I, uh, I do know his son so um you know to each their own but anyways um point being um yeah sometimes you just sit back and you get curious but um you have to find a way as a fan, even as a reporter, to have trust in, in said team to figure out what they're doing. And um, that sucks. That's the reality of it. But that's that's life. That's how it goes in life. And you're, you know, whatever it is you do on a daily basis. So, um, you know, whether it be business, whether it be sports, this is the lay of the land. You see, the difference big difference that I see between like your um, between your NHL and your NFL, right, is that like this year anyway um, it was like two two days of the of NFL free agency and everyone was off the board all your big names were gone within the first like two or three days and it was crazy. And you could just look and see what happened. They didn't have to worry about it. And then um, then there was a draft, and that was it. But I feel like besides, um, besides like the NHL draft, which, you know, does not get as much hype as the NFL draft, of course, um, like for me, um, as kind of just, a, just an NHL fan, and rather like other than like a – I mean, I'm, a, I'm an NCAA fan, but, um, you know, I'm not big into prospects. So, like, for me, it's just – it's NHL end of season, NHL NHL beginning of season. You know, it's just kind of, like kind of longer waiting period in comparison to, like, the NFL where I have the Super Bowl, the NFL draft, which I always watch, and then start of the season. Um but that's you know that's that's just me. I know Justin, you're big into like the OHL, um, you know all those uh, smaller um, smaller leagues. Um, but that's you know to, like like you said, uh, to each their own. And um, 
yeah, it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see what the Wild do, if, if anything. Um, uh, with you know Kaprizov, uh, uh, you know, getting older, um, you know, his first year under his belt, um, you know, I'm I'm hoping he kind of pulls something out, pulls something out of his hat in Game Seven, obviously, but um, you know, Kaprizov, uh, and I do think Kapokakinen, the goalie the rookie goalie for the wild. I think he is the future. I think he is the next, um, I think he's the next, you know, Henrik Lundqvist, um, you know, your next, uh, your next Cam Talbot. Um, you know, I think he's, I, I think he's going to be good. Um, you know, it's just stressful. I mean, if, you know, for Toronto, for example, when was the last time Toronto won a, Stanley Cup was that like 67? 67 and oh my god, I got that right. Yep. Yeah, let's go. I got that right. Um but uh yeah, you know, 67 and um you know Minnesota hasn't won won a championship since 91 and was that San Montreal won a won a championship? 93. Right. So it's just, it's just this like stress of being a fan and like kind of going through and shit, I gotta go through the motions. Like, especially when it's like, God, when it's four teams, you know, like, um, like, uh, for example, Dallas, right? Dallas hasn't won a Super Bowl. Um, since like the 90s but you know houston the houston astros baseball just you know they recently won you know world series a couple years ago you know so even though and and dallas you know the dallas stars made it to this to the, to the final you know so like maybe if one team is not doing so good then the other teams are you know having a bit of success but i feel like with minnesota and like with toronto um well the raptors just won the just won the, the NBA championship, you know, in 19. But um, <laughs> besides that, um, you know, like Minnesota, man, a, a lot of sports, you know, like just, just you know, you have, you have your cities, um, like Cleveland, like they had, like before the Cavaliers uh, won their NBA championship in 2016, they hadn't won anything for like 40 years like you know indians and browns and um cavaliers you know they just haven't the city it's it's a city thing you know it's just it's it's just upsetting sometimes as a sports fan but we all we all persevere and we always it's always that hope of hopefully you know this year is the year you know what i mean I know exactly what you mean, and you know what? That's a matter of hope. That's a matter of sports. That's just the way it goes. Right, and it's just, ah, uh, it's. I'm always, you know, I'm always going to be, you know, your big sports fan, just because I like to analyze all the stats and all that, and I'm always going to enjoy that because, you know, I I am a sports nerd, and um, like a lot of us, um. But yeah, um, looking looking at like round two, um, Boston plays, um, 
New York, and I still, God, I still do not care about that game. Um, I like okay, like Boston wins, okay, New York wins, okay. Like I, I don't know. I don't really have any say in it. I don't really care. Um, but the Canada series, I'm very interested in Winnipeg and probably Toronto. Um, I think the fact that Winnipeg shut out um, Edmonton, you know, that's not, that's no small feat, you know? Um, so I think, uh, I think that's going to, I think that's going to be fun. Um, the West, of course, um, you know, hopefully Minnesota and uh, Colorado. Um Maybe Makar is like cool down a little bit. We won't have to do or not Makar. McKinnon has cooled down a bit. Makar is good too, of course. But um, yeah, I think uh, you know there's obviously a lot of good hockey to come, and it's uh, it'll be good. The uh, Carolina, well, probably Carolina. I'm rooting for Carolina. The Carolina and uh, Tampa game is going to be good. Um, this might answer your question. Oh, my God. On Sunday, January 3rd, the Saints defeated the Panthers 33-7 to at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. I definitely didn't just ask my Alexa to go off. I don't know why she just went off. That's – that was interesting. Um, that's a 106 a.m. mood. That's <laughs> – <laughs> I mean, we're just, I'm talking about, I'm talking, I'm talking about Tampa and I didn't say anything. I didn't ask any questions. The government's spying on me. That's definitely what's happening. But anyway, um, sorry about that. Uh, Chipped with the COVID-19 vaccine, backstabbed by Alexa. That's how it goes. That's exactly what happens. Um yeah, the Carolina Tampa game is gonna be really good. Um I um yeah, it's just it's just playoff hockey all around, it's just great. And I have more it is about, indeed. We saw some great action again from the lightning, which we've spoken about. The- As we see the New York Islanders um, go into what could be their last round that they were able to extend a little bit longer advancing tonight. So um, definitely some, uh, you know, hopeful signs being signs of life for the Islanders as they continue their playoff run. So lots to look forward to. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, like, you know, New York, um, New York and Boston, that New York. I take back. I take back what I said. I'm gonna eat my words. That New York Boston series is gonna be really good because I think, because Boston is always good, as we all know, right? But uh, New York, New York is no. Uh, are no. Um, there's an analogy here that I'm trying to use, but there. New York is also New York is also talented. Um, but no, I'm trying. I. Uh, I'd like to see New York beat Boston. I'll be honest. Um, and if it was like New York and um, Tampa or New York and New York and Carolina, ooh, that'd be a good game, good good series. Um, but, but yeah, um, I know it probably it's it's midnight for me, um, one a.m. for you. Um, any other any other notes that you uh, have before we 
and this puppy. No, I think that does it for tonight. Um, more, you know, more action on the go tomorrow. Toronto and uh, Montreal return to Scotiabank Arena. Uh, so, you know, what I expect out of that, Montreal either has to find it or Toronto wins. So, um, not really holding up much hope at this point. But that goes tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time now that the NHL has changed that from 7.30 to 7 p.m. So um, those viewers or listeners, rather, uh, who are based in Canada and interested in uh, watching that one go down, that's on Sportsnet um, all across the um, local airwaves, Ontario, East, West Pacific, 360, uh, and Sportsnet 1. So um Toronto fans are going to have a good time, but um, people like me, not so much. So that being said, I think that's it. Parker, thanks as always for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Um, I, I always enjoy having you. You're always, you're always fun to talk to. Um, but yeah, I think for this Minnesota, I think, I think it, um, you could look at it from both ways. You could look at it from like Minnesota has the momentum and they could win or, you know, take it one you know, one game at a time, um, which is also, it's also, which is also important. Um, I always think, I always feel like as a hockey player, you know, if you didn't take it one game at a time, uh, then that could really turn around and bite you in the butt. But, um, but yeah, game seven on Friday, um, I think it's on, on NBC Sports, but I'm not sure. I know it's, I, it's, there's no way it's going to be on the wild network. Um, so yeah um yeah this is fun uh yeah well thank you for thanks for uh joining thanks for thanks for listening we will uh we will catch you later